It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello to anyone listening. This audio is going to be me reading Rule by Secrecy from Jim Mars. Uh, it says on the cover, author of Alien Agenda. That's probably the book that I, uh, if I ever read it, I least enjoyed. I don't know, it just gets a little out there when you start to follow the alien angle. Uh, so it says the underground bestseller, The Hidden Secret the hidden history that connects the Trilateral Commission, the Freemasons, and the Great Pyramids. Again, Rule by Secrecy by Jim Mars, M-A-R-R-S. Uh, this book was published in 2000 by Harper Collins Publishers. I don't know why I felt I needed to say that. Uh, and I'm just going to start reading through it and adding little comments here and there. The reason why I'm doing this is because, uh, partly because this is one of the better books that I've ever read on conspiracies, in quotation marks, and it uh, not only does it give you great information and uh, it explains it very easy to follow, but the big thing is that it's all connected, so you can kind of get an idea of how the web works uh, in all the control system that we have around us. So let me go ahead and get started. Um, one last thing is that this audio is actually a re-recording. The first time I had a pass at this, I was at maybe like part four or five, and I really wasn't happy with the first parts. Uh, and it's primarily because there's so many names in the beginning part of the chapter that it's really difficult to just read a paragraph full of a list of different people that were involved. Uh, so um, let me get started with the introduction. It says, the world is governed by very different personages from what is imagined by those who are not behind the scenes. That's Benjamin Disraeli. Okay, here we go. Be forewarned, <laughs> be forewarned, my reading's not that great, okay? Be forewarned, if you are perfectly comfortable and satisfied with your own particular view of humankind, religion, history, and the world, read no further. If you truly believe that humanity has almost reached the peak of its scientific and spiritual fulfillment, and that the corporate-owned mass media is keeping you well in enough informed, stop here. But if you are the ones... If you are one of those millions who took at the Daily News, scratch your head in wonder and ask, who look at the Daily News, and scratch your head in wonder and ask, what is the world, what in the world is going on? Or if you entertain the question of who we are, where we came from, and where we're all going, you are in for a joyride. This book deals with the secrets of government, hidden history, and clandestine religion, the secrets of wealth, power, and control, the secrets rarely recorded in the history books and never mentioned in the mass media. This material be, may be disturbing and unsettling for some, but no one has ever gained wisdom by studying material that only reinforces their own predetermined ideas. Addresses here will be issued... Addressed here will be issues many would have us believe occupy only the fringe of knowledge, but how often have fringe issues suddenly become areas of major concern? Older readers might recall that irritating but seemingly inconsequential German radical who gained power in Europe in the 1930s. Then there was the small conflict halfway around the world in an obscure place called Vietnam. Or we might remember that little notice burglary of Democratic Party headquarters in 1972. The book also deals with conspiracy 
an active log described by the major media despite the fact that the American judicial system regularly convicts people for criminal conspiracy. Do secret societies truly exist? Is there really a secret government? Is there a worldwide conspiracy bent on subversion of freedom and democracy? Or is it or is such talk just irrational ramblings of conspiracy theorists? The answer all depends to whom you choose to listen to, and too many people writing about conspiracy on both sides of the question have their own particular agenda. It is time we step back and take the broader view of our world history. Uh, real quick, he's basically telling you to take everything with a grain of salt. When you delve into conspiracies, you'll find that there's different groups within them. I, I believe the term is called rabbit holes. And you can get caught up in a conspiracy that no one believes except for the people that follow that uh, specific view. Uh, so it's kind of tricky and it's best just to take everything with a grain of salt and to be open-minded to any new idea, even if it clashes with the one right before it. Uh, and be aware. Um, it's kind of like uh, with religion where you're standing in the middle and everybody's telling you this is the right one. All the other guys are lying, but everyone there is saying the same thing. Okay, continuing. As the millennium begins, the American public is becoming more aware of of one not-so-secret conspiracy that for half a year they work for the government. That for half the year they work for the government. About the sixth month of any given year spent making money which disappears into taxes before the worker gets his or her check. Withholdings this invisible tax money has over the years caused most citizens to forget just how much tax burden they really carry. And this is not even mentioning the daily sales, state, city, and other taxes which openly burden us. The simple British tax on tea said to have precipitated the American Revolution was a pittance by comparison. Despite assurances of healthy economic e economy by the skewed statistics of the mass media and politicians, polls indicate the public feel an increasing uneasiness about the direction of our national life. This may be why more and more thoughtful people are talking a series of are taking a serious look at conspiracies and the secret groups that spawn them. The internet is filled with websites and chat rooms where conspiracy is the watch world. More and more books and periodicals are beginning the, are being published filled with conspiracies ranging from secrets of the crusaders to the JFK assassination. By the way, if you hear me pause, it's me uh, getting a drink of water or pausing to take a breath. I'm not going to edit this. This is going to be recorded in its entirety. Uh, yet despite the lang length and breadth of the information highway, the average American remains woefully ignorant. This is not to imply that they are stupid or mentally challenged. They have simply not been exposed to the information now available. Many thoughts, educated people in a very... Many thoughtful, educated people in a variety of fields, physicians, lawyers, computer experts, stockbrokers, accountants, bankers, merchants, scientists, teachers, etc., are totally in the dark about a wide variety of issues and connections between them concerning who truly rules the United States. Primary, primary causes for such ignorance are the lack of time to educate ourselves and our reliance on a corporate-owned mass media which does not represent the information in all its broadest implications. As A.G. Leibling once said, freedom of the press is for those who own the presses or the radio and television stations. So how does one know what is true and what is not? What is important? What is trivial? Who is really in charge? Are there ongoing conspiracies that affect us all? Are there plots that can be traced back through mankind's history? What are they and what is their purpose? This book deals with these questions, but before there can be answers, the issue of conspiracy must be addressed. And real quick as a side note, uh, if you really want tools on figuring out if something is true that's being presented to you, uh, there's a, um, a, a method, a um, ancient method that they've used for a very long time that I found very beneficial. And that is called the trivium. 
so if you just look up on the internet, uh, do a quick search for Trivium, and I'm sure you'll find plenty of podcasts and uh, maybe blog posts. I'm sure I've I've had uh, writings about it as well. And then just stay tuned on robertlego.org, and I should be recording more information on the Trivium and all the different steps. Uh, in a nutshell, it's grammar, logic, rhetoric. Grammar, you need to understand the nouns that you're going to be talking about and all the different concepts that require that conversation. Logic is where you process all the information and take out any contradictions and include your uh, understanding, your perception of the world and uh, kind of run it through that filter as well. This is where you take all the contradictions out and then rhetoric is where you compile it all. So the first part is who, what, where, when. Um, uh, who, what, where, when. Uh, uh, why is uh, logic, and that's when you figure out purpose. And then the last is um, how, and that's when it all comes together and you compile all the pieces and uh, form the big picture. Uh, so Trivium, T-R-I-V-U-I-M. Uh, there's a book on it. It's a little hard to read and hard to follow, but uh, if you are you were good into English, you can pick that up and learn it from there. If not, just uh, go on and look for podcasts. Uh, I believe School Sucks has done it. Uh, Gino Denning does an amazing one, uh, and I, I recommend that you have a notepad next to you as you're listening because you will be taking a lot of notes. Okay, back to Rule by Secrecy. Um, a question of conspiracy. That's the next uh, section there. The concept of conspiracy has long been anath anathema, anathema to most Americans who have become conditioned by the mass media to believe that conspiracies against the public only exist in banana republics or communist nations. This simply, uh, <laughs> just to throw that in there, banana republics, the, the uh, whole banana thing is actually quite interesting and you'll find that uh, it has to do with uh, Bernays, the guy that was responsible for uh, human relations, uh, previously known as propaganda. Uh, and so we had our hands involved in, uh, not we, but the American um, controllers were behind a lot of the uh, guerrilla banana republics uh, things back then. Just, just search, you'll find. Uh, Quite interesting information on how to control the people. Okay, uh, this simplistic view encouraged by media devoted to maintain a squeaky clean image of the status quo fails to take into account human history or the sub subtle sub subtities of the world of the word conspiracy. The word is derived from the Latin conspire, conspirare, literally meaning to breathe together. Um, in Spanish, respirar is to breathe, uh, conspire. Um, you can see how it's uh, coming from Latin roots. Uh, to act or think in harmony. In modern time, conspiracy has taken on sinister connotations. Most dictionaries now offer two definitions of the word. One, to plan together secretly, especially to commit an illegal or evil act. Or two, to plan or plot secretly. One definition is vile, the other less so. Secrecy is a connecting tissue found throughout man's past. There are secrets between individuals and groups, as well as secrets to be kept by both church and government authorities. There are political secrets, even secrets of finance and commerce. Obviously, conspiracy among co-workers to buy the boss a present is not the level of conspiracy as bank robbers scheming their next job. Likewise, the small merchant who keeps his business plan secret from his competitors is not participating in the conspiracy, equal to corporate leaders plotting to fix prices. The key to evil conspiracies is the intent of the secrecy. Uh, remember, intent is really what matters um, because we only see the actions, but if we could see intent, a lot of our problems would be resolved uh, because it's the last thing that we can see and it's the most important. Uh, while some secrets may be, be benign, while why spoil the surprise birthday party by telling other secrets, such as suppressing cures for cancer or AIDS or fomenting war, would be considered despicable by people of conscious people of conscience Con consensus 
<laughs> can can science can okay anyway those secrets that cost or ruin lives that prevent people from living together in harmony and are used for control or undue profit as unacceptable to most people therefore whoever conspires to keep such secrets secrets must be carefully scrutinized by everyone concerned with individual freedom columnist Stuart Aslop once wrote knowledge is power and power is the most valuable commodity in government so whoever knows the secret controls the knowledge and therefore holds the power many people today feel that a mere handful of people and organizations control much of the global knowledge this knowledge is jealously guarded by secret by secrecy and it turns the old aid the old adage what you don't know can't hurt you right on its head and you don't know what you don't know can hurt you uh, real quick uh, conspiracy um, is uh, like it said it's just really to breathe together so 9-11 if you really want to get into semantics 9-11 is a conspiracy because even if you follow the official story the official story is claiming that it was a conspiracy that uh, extremist Muslims gathered together and plotted to do what it is that we were told they did okay moving on the issue of conspiracy also lies at the heart of how one views history here are only two views here there are only two views accidental and conspiratorial the former view is that history is simply a series of accidents or acts of God which world leaders are powerless to alter or prevent one adherent of this view was President Jimmy Carter National Security Advisor Zbigniew Brzezinski Brzezinski today a member of the executive committee of the secret trilateral commission said in 1981 history is much more the product of chaos than cons than of conspiracy increasingly policymakers are overwhelmed by events and information another supporter of the accidental view of history was journalist and self-described secular humanist George Johnson he wrote that the notion of conspiracies has been pushed by right-wing extremists since the beginning of the century indicating that the paranoid style of American politics didn't die with Senator Joseph McCarthy the conspiratorial conspiratorial view on the other hand could more accurately be called the cause and effect view obviously accidents occur planes trains and cars crash ships sink but in history it is clear that human planning most often precipitates precipitates events so why haven't we heard more about such secret plannings according to conspiracy research Jonathan Vankin and John Whalen the American public attitudes are shaped by sanitized Disney view of both history and current event uh, current events the Disney version of history could just as easily be called the New York Times version or the TV news version or the college textbook version they wrote the main resistance to conspiracy theories comes not from the people on the seat on the street but from the media academia and government people who manage the national and global economy of information Anthony C. Sutton, a London-born economist professor who was a research fellow at Stanford University's Hoover Institute, agreed that establishment history dominates textbooks, publishing the media and publishings, the media and library shelves. During the past 100 years, any theory of history or historical evidence that falls outside the pattern established by American History Association and the major foundation with their grant making power has been attacked or rejected not on the basis on evidence presented but on the basis of the acceptability of the arguments to the so-called eastern liberal establishment and this official historical line he com commented woe betide any book or author that falls outside the official guidelines foundation support support is not there publishers get cold feet distribution is hit and miss or non-existent this refrain was echoed by President Bill Clinton's academic mentor Dr. Carol Quigley his 1966 book tragedy and hope a history of the world in our time uh, I've heard that book mentioned quite a bit so it must be pretty important 
uh, again, it's tragedy and hope, a history of the world in our time, revealed his insider, insider knowledge of modern secret societies. Quigley said it was withdrawn suddenly by major New York publisher. I am now quite sure that Tragedy and Hope was suppressed, Quigley wrote in the mid-1970s. Researchers and writers such as the late Gary Allen and A. Ralph Epperson, G. Edward Griffin, Dr. John Coleman, Jonathan Vankin, Anthony C. Sutton, and Euston Mullins, to name a few, have written about conspiracies for many years, but these works are nearly always produced by small, small publishers with limited distribution. These authors charge that the mass media is controlled by corporate America, which has prevented any meaningful exposure of the material. Uh, it's interesting that it says that it has to be a small publisher. The reason for that is because there's not that great of a market for these type of books, but there's no market because it's being suppressed. Uh, so it's almost like it's feeding itself. It's not uh, really that that's the way that the world needs to be. It's just that people are not aware of these things. And so there's not really, um, how would you say, insidious reasons by the publishers themselves. It's just that they are concerned with making money, just like any uh, any investment. And if that book won't provide that, then it's no point in publishing something like that, whether it's true or not. Uh, I'm the information that's in there, I mean. Okay, continuing. Uh, this concern is echoed even outside the U.S. A French publisher once quoted, what once was quoted as saying, "It would not be possible to trace ownership of corporations and the power structure in the United States. They would not permit it." They would find a way to hound and torture anyone who tried. They seem to be a fairly small group of people who know each other, but many are not at all known to the public. They move in and out of government jobs, but public service apparently serves to win private promotion rather than the other way around. The government control that practically everyone mentions cannot be traced through stockholdings, regular agencies, public decisions. I missed something there. The government control that practically everyone mentions cannot be traced through stockholdings, regular, regulatory agencies, public decisions. I guess it's or public decisions. It seems to function through a maze of personal contracts and tactic understand, tacit understandings, understandings. To this one, to this one might add their membership in secret societies. Many conspiracy authors have written about dark plots to impose a new world order from within modern secret societies, such as the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Illuminati, the Committee of 300, and others. Objective researchers point to the absence of libel suits against which writers and lending some credence to their views. Yet the mainstream news media rarely sees fit to discuss, much less investigate such accusations. Yet with the arrival of a new millennium, the theme of conspiracy has found its way into an aspect of American life from books, TV, and film treatments, film treatment to politics. Even the President of the United States is not immune to the lure of conspiracies. In 1991, newly installed President Bill Clinton appointed his close friend and golfing buddy, Webster Hubble, associate, associate Attorney General of the Department of Justice. In a recent memoir, Friends in High Places, Hubble wrote that Clinton told him, Webb, if, you put, if I put you over at justice, I want you to find answers to two questions for me. One, who killed JFK? And two, are there UFOs? He was dead serious. Adel Hubble added Hubble. I had looked onto both but wasn't satisfied with the answers I was getting. The president and his top appointee in the Justice Department can't get straight answers. Who is in charge? Following Hubble's disclosure, Dr. Stephen Greer, director, at Sa director of the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence, C. SETI, uh, revealed that, so it's C-S-E-T-I, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, revealed that in 1993 he gave a three-hour briefing on the reality of UFOs to them, CIA Director Admiral James Woolsey. Greer said Woolsey was 
stymied in his attempts to verify Greer's information and was unable to obtain the relevant documents in CIA files. When it comes to the nation's deepest, darkest secrets, it appears that there are powers even higher than the President of the United States and the Director of Central Intelligence Agency, CIA. Uh, conspiracy writers and government officials are not alone in suspecting conspiracies. In 1997, script Howard News service poll in conjunctions with Ohio University resulted in these remarkable statistics. 51% of those polled believe it is likely that some federal officials were directly responsible for the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. More than a third sus suspect that the U.S. Navy shot down TWA Flight 800 either intentionally or unintentionally. A major, a majority belief that it is possible that CIA officials intentionally allow Central American drug dealers to sell cocaine to inner-city black children. 60% felt the government is withholding information regarding Agent Orange and the cause of the Gulf War Syndrome. Almost half suspected FBI agents set the fire which killed 81 branch Davians near Waco, Texas in 93. This number undoubtedly, undoubtedly grew much larger in 1999 with re revelations about government deceit regarding pyrotechnic devices being used prior to the fire. After the U.S. Air Force released a report that aliens reported at Roswell, New Mexico in 1947 were actually crash, du crash dummies from test first begun in 1954, more people now believe that the government is covering up both information and technology from extraterrestrials than before. Uh, real quick, I'm not going to specifically say where I stand on some of these issues, but I just want to say because you need to know both sides on uh, some of these. And uh, these are the rabbit holes that I'm talking about. You can get caught on any one of these, and there's probably hundreds more that you need to be aware of. Um, so the Kennedy assassination, that's a bit tricky, the footage that we have, and th this is just looking objectively at what's in front of us. It seems a little fishy that uh, there was crowds and crowds of people there to see the president, and when he approached the grassy knoll, a uh, perfect place for crowds and crowds of people to gather, it seemed that it was more of a, a stage than it was a public uh, event. So the TWA Flight 800, it's very uh, difficult. And with the information that we're presented, it's hard to really choose a side because the wreckage that was found there is very minimal compared to any other crash site, uh, especially if it was traveling at the speed that we're told. I believe they're claiming that it was probably going somewhere close to full speed, which is five or 600 miles an hour and uh, for a plane to hit the ground at that speed, you would have a lot uh, different aftermath. Uh, the majority, what is this other one? Uh, CIA drug dealers, uh, that is something that you can look into uh, uh, crossing the Rubicon. There's a couple of uh, military people that have come out and uh, spoke about that. There's plenty of cases where drugs have been found in other countries. I believe in Afghanistan there was a U.S. Marine that uh, uh, it seems that allegedly uh, killed two children because they saw him land and there's been Marines that have been found with uh, lots and lots of drugs in all of their uh, pouches. Um, I myself know a, I have a family member that's in the military and found that it is true that we are protecting the, uh, the poppies uh, from, in what, the way he was explained, we're protecting it from the bad Taliban. Uh, withholding information of Agent Orange. Agent Orange is uh, the, um, responsible for the Gulf War, all the soldiers coming back really uh, injured and, and damaged and this is actually a substance that was used later for chemotherapy so they figured if cancer is being caused by this uh, carcinogenic chemical then we can probably use that carcinogenic chemical to kill the cancer and uh, rid the person of it um, 
Yeah, that's really what it is if you really look into it. Um, uh, killed Waco, Texas. I don't know too much about that one, um, but I know that uh, you could get lost in uh, that research alone. Um, and then the alien thing, it very well could still be, even now, uh, it could still mean that these crafts that we're seeing are military uh, or they're just man-made. And at this point, it's very difficult to tell. It's one of those things that you, again, you take with a grain of salt and you're just uh, absorbing the information that's presented to you and you try to just make sense of uh, everything uh, through the second step again, the uh, logic phase. So you ask yourself, and a lot of these uh, claims kind of uh, fall apart, but there is some that are uh, very intriguing, to say the least. Uh, so uh, aliens and UFOs and all of that stuff, it, uh, it gets very tricky. And it's best just to look at everything objectively and just uh, listen to all the accounts and uh, deduce your belief out of that. Uh, reacting to this poll, the executive director of Washington Committee for the Study of American Electorate, Curtis Gans, lamented, paranoia is killing this country. But it is truly paranoia. Is there really no one out there conspiring to gain wealth and power? An old wheeze, <laughs> an old wheeze reminds us, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. It is growing really, it is growing, excuse me, it is a growing belief that certain individuals with vast wealth and power not generally known to the public are real masters in in the United States and the world. Power is in fact of life in America, but most Americans are far, far removed from it. Secrecy is power's chief tool. Government seems distant, yet somehow domineering. We are increasingly is isolated from one another, stuck in front of a computer and television screens, prisoners being behind windshields. There is a frustrating feel and disconnection to modern American life. Conspiracy theorists try to put a species back, try to put the species back together, wrote Jonathan Vankin, a journalist who has studied, who has studied a wide variety of conspiracy theories involving the U.S. government. Conspiracy theories are an attempt to grasp the big picture of history. We believe that many of the major world events that are shaping destinies occur because somebody or some bodies have planned them that way. Muse conservative author Gary Allen, if we were merely dealing with <laughs> Muse conspirator Gary Allen, if we were merely dealing with the law of averages, half of the events affecting our nation's well-being should be good for America. If we were dealing with mere incompetence, our leaders should occasionally make a mistake in our favor. We are not really dealing with co coincidence or stupidity, but with planning and brilliance. Less, less effective in his thinking was author Johnson, who set the tone for the, Reag for the Reagan years with the 1983 publication of his book, Arch Architects of Fear, Conspiracy Theories and Paranoia in Modern in American politics, an outgrowth of a series of articles he wrote as a reporter in the Minneapolis Star. Johnson stated that a large number of Americans simply cannot accept the idea that there are a number of ways to interpret events, adding confidently, there is not a single all-embracing system. Johnson said paranoid Americans build elaborate system explaining that the world's troubles as part the world troubles as part of a conspiracy all the world's troubles are <laughs> all the world's troubles as part of a conspiracy to rationalize their fear and hatred rather than accept what he described as pluteristic view of history economics and politics there's a difference between those who occasionally succumb to the attractions of pat conspiratorial expl explanations and the conspiracy theorists who believe everything's, everything bad that has ever happened is part of an all-engulfing centuries-old plot, he offered. Having said that, Johnson was forced to admit that 
neither the historical nor the sociological analysis explains why so many conspiracy theorists construct such strikingly similar worldviews. Furthermore, he failed to note that those who secretly believe that conspiracies don't exist only benefit those who may be conspiring. Uh, and just to add to that, um, you'll be uh, interested to know that NASA was actually behind uh, well, NASA is usually behind the entertainment industry, so it's uh, it kind of supports the claim by uh, Richard Hoagland that the uh, the uh, what is the filmmaker that did The Shining? Um, well, so that he was behind the uh, moon landing, uh, and uh, to kind of. Uh, support that you'll know that uh, Capricorn one a movie where they're faking the moon landing uh, this is around the time when the uh, the moon landing was happening in the movie they fake the Mars landing and uh, you would probably be a little bit confused as to why NASA the organization that is claimed to have uh, been faking the moon landing was behind the uh, actual accusation of it. It, it kind of makes you think why would, if you were accused of a crime, why would you um, make a physical representation of you doing the crime? Okay, continuing. The next uh, section here in the introduction is rule by the few. Elites not masses govern America, conclude, concluded academics Thomas R. Dye and all Harmon Ziegler in his book, The Irony of Democracy. In an industrial, scientific, and nuclear age, life in a democracy just as in a totalitarian society is shaped by a handful of men. In spite of differences in their approach to the study of power in America, scholars, political scientists, and sociologists alike agree that the key political, economic, and social decisions are made by tiny minorities. The idea that a small, wealthy, ruling elite and oligarch controls America appears to be well supported by the facts. A disproportionate amount of Americans' re resources is controlled by a handful of its 265 million population. According to a 1983 study by the Federal Reserve Board, a mere 2% of the U.S. families control 54% of the nation's wealth, and only 10% of the people own 86% of the net financial assets. The majority of American families, 55%, have zero or negative active net worth. This study excluded the net worth of institutions, most of which are owned and controlled by the above-mentioned 2%. This cycle of rich getting richer while the poorer get poorer has been accelerating since the 1960s through both Republican and Democratic administrations. It gained more momentum in the 1990s, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. From 1992 to 1994, the wealthiest 5% share of the national income rose 14%, nearly tri twice that of everyone else's gain during the previous 25 years. Current figures are even more gruesome. The average worker's median pay is, in 1998, adjusted for inflation, is one full dollar below the 1973 hourly rate. During the past 20 years, the income gap between males with a college education and those with none has grown from 42% to 89%. Union jobs have borne the brunt of this downsizing. In 1970, the union Unions representing steel and auto workers counted nearly 3 million members. Today, members, membership is below 1 million. We have evolved into a two-tier society where people in the knowledge industries prosper and those without a college education or technical skills fall by the wayside, noted U.S. News and World Report Editor-in-Chief Mortimer B. Zuckerman. Many are now questioning of this winnowing of the American middle class is truly natural evolution or conscious planning for a new world order. Um, things have changed a little bit now, but where we stand now, it seems that we have more college graduates that are out of jo uh, jobs than there has ever been. And it's partly because the government keeps stepping in and helping 
um, financial financially. Uh, they allow loans to be given to students and allows them to get in deeper debt, uh, which pretty much uh, puts them into a slave uh, situation where they're really just paying for services that were rendered that they may or may not use in their future. Uh, so I, I would advise for you to, uh, if you're of that age, really uh, ask around and really try to figure out if you do need a diploma. If it's a field that you can get an apprenticeship in or uh, learn by other means, maybe through a smaller trade school, uh, you might want to go that route, uh, and especially because it would give you hands-on experience to know whether you're going to enjoy that uh, field in the future or not. Uh, it is widely reported that the United States uses the world natural the world's natural resources far out of proportion to its percentage of the planet's population. It is also an uncontested fact that the new millennium dawns the United States stands alone as the world's permanent power. So who really controls the United States and hence the world? Everyone's heard how they own the vast majority of resources, manipulate stocks, control prices, and avoid taxes. They also maintain monopolies over energy, medicine, armaments, and manufacturing by suppressing new technologies. And they wield undue influence over the news media and world governments with their control of manipulation multinational corporations as well as private organizations such as England's Royal Institute of International Affairs, that's RIIA, the Council on Foreign Relations, the CFR, and the Trilateral Commission. They also belong to secret societies such as the Illuminati, Skull and Bones, Knights of Malta, and their inner circles of Freemasonry. But who exactly are they? Who are the men? Few women seem to include that may well control the destiny of planet Earth. Why do they act in secrecy and why are they attracted to secret organizations? What secrets do they possess and allow them to assume the role of a ruling elite? More importantly, what are their goals and agendas? Many people have heard of the modern secret society named above, but few have had the opportunity to learn of the details of their origins, intentions, and connections. Therefore, it is natural to question just how much influence or control these groups may have over real events. This book is a study of these secret societies, both modern and ancient, and their role in, hist in world history and attempt to uncover the secrets to search for the true meaning of their mysteries. What becomes clear to even the most casual researcher is that secret societies not only do exist, but have played key roles in world affairs over the centuries. What is unclear is exactly who they are and how many are involved, and what are the connections between these groups. After all, they are secret societies. In 1909, Walter Rathenau of General Electric in Germany said 300 men, all whom know one another, direct the economic destiny of Europe and choose their successors among themselves. Ratnew's figure may have provided the basis for conspiracy and author D. John Coleman claimed that the Committee of 300 controls a secret upper-level parallel government that runs Britain and the U.S. Uh, this makes it seem like it's so cut and dry that, it, I mean, the uh, Europe has... Uh, it, countries will have kings, a ruler, somebody that tells them everything. And we uh, partly feel that with presidents in the United States. But really, in the end, if you really think about it, you're not choosing your president. The electoral college is choosing the person that you're going to choose to be president. So in other words, yes, you have a choice between A, B, or however candidates there is. But in the end, they really are just people that were appointed there um, by by not us, of course. Uh, they moved up through the ranks and whatever it is that they needed to do uh, to be uh, chosen as a potential president. Uh, so it's a little bit on its head, but in the end, it really doesn't mean that we're that much more free. Um, and then uh, just real quick, a lot of the people that have been put in power have uh, blood relation. They're actually relatives of uh, royals in uh, Britain and 
uh, it, it almost shows you that there is ties between presidents and um, uh, kings and queens. Okay, continuing. Joseph P. Kennedy, sire of famed Kennedy family, once remarked, 50 men have run America, and that's a high figure. In describing who rules the United States today, David Wallachinsky and Irving Wallace, authors of the popular The People's Almanac, echo, echoed high school civics classes by listing the president's two-house legislature and the nine members nine-member Supreme Court. They also mentioned state, county, and city governments, but correctly noted that most of their laws can be avoided by the, can be voided by the federal government. But what about hidden power and control? In a section entitled, Who Really Rules? Those authors stated, there are many forces that at work in the U.S. in U.S. society, but the most powerful by far are the interlocking di direct directorates of the major banks, corporations, and insurance companies with the backing of the leaders of the military. In other words, former President Dwight Eisenhower, the military industrial complex. In the words of the former President Dwight, Dwight Eisenhower, the military industrial complex. Okay, but who controls the military industrial complex? That brings us to the next section in the introduction of View from the Few. It has not only been fringe conspiracy theorists who have spoken out about hidden control in the world. British Prime Minister Benjamin Disraeli, as far back as 1856, told the House of Commons, it is useless to deny because it is possible to conceal that a great part of Europe, the whole of Italy and France, and the great portion of then-fragmented Germany, to say nothing of other countries is covered with a network of these secret societies and what are their uh, their objects they do not attempt to conceal them they do not want constitutional government they want to change the tenure of land to drive out the present owners of the soil and to put an end to e ecclesiastical establishments churches in parentheses President Woodrow Wilson, who, as will be seen, was intimately connected with conspiratorial power, wrote, Some of the biggest men in the United States in the field of commerce and manufacture are afraid of somebody, are afraid of something. They know there is a power somewhere so organized, so subtle, so watchful, so interlocked, so complete, so pervasive, that they have better not speak above their breath when they speak in condemnation of it. U.S. Supreme Court, Court Justice Felix Frankfurt, Frankfurter once revealed the real rulers in Washington are invisible and exercise power from behind the scenes. In a letter later, in a letter dated November 23rd, <laughs> November 23rd, 1933, newly elected President Franklin D. Roosevelt wrote to President Woodrow Wilson's top advisor, Colonel Edward House. The real truth of the matter is, as you and I know, that a financial element in the large centers has owned the government ever since the days of Andrew Jackson. Roosevelt's son, Elliot, wrote, There are within our world perhaps only a dozen organizations which shape the course of our various destinies and rigidity as a regular constituted governments. Rigidly as a regularly constituted governments. Warnings about secret government in the United States have been voiced by many people over the years. Former New York Mayor John F. Hyman, Hyland stated in 1922, the real men ace John F. Hyland stated in 1922, the real menace of our republic is the invisible government which, like a giant octopus, sprawls its slimy length over our city, state, and nation. At the head of this octopus are the Rockefeller Standard Oil interests and a small group of powerful banking houses generally referred to as the international bankers who virtually run the U.S. government from their own selfish, for their own selfish purposes. Colonel L. Fletcher Prouty, retired, 
served as a focal point liaison officer between the Pentagon and the CIA from 1955 to 1963. From his vantage point, Proudy was able to witness the control mechanism over both intelligence and the military. Writing in 1973, Proudy said the United States is run by a secret team, an inner sanctum of new religious order, answerable only to themselves. The power of the team derives from its vast intergovernmental discover, undiscover infrastructure and its direct relationship with the great private industries, mutual funds and investment houses, universities and the news media, including, including foreign and domestic publishing houses. All true members of the team remain in power in the power center, whether in office with the incumbent administration or out of the out of office with the hardcore set. They simply rotate to and from official jobs and the business world or pleasant or the pleasant have ha haven of academe. <clears throat> they simply rotate to and from official jobs and the business world or the pleasant haven of academe. Uh, that still happens today. Um, the president of Afghanistan, was it, was responsible for rebuilding it? Um, or is it Iraq? Ah, oh, jeez. I'm mixing things here. Um, but you, you'll see that often. You'll see that the regulatory agencies often have people that worked in that industry and they bounce back and forth. So it's hard to believe that they would really crack down and change things when they are or they were a part of the institution they're trying to regulate. Proudy wrote, this great machine has been constructed by such able men as Wild Bill Donovan, Clary, Clark Clifford, Walter Bettel Smith, Al's, Alan Dulles, Maxwell Taylor, McGregor Bundy, and many others who have guided and modeled it into the runway giant that it is today. It is big business, big government, big money, big pressure, all operating in self-centered, utterly self-serving security and secrecy. The skeptic should note how these same names will continually crop up in connection with modern secret societies. The great innovative thinker R. Buxmer Fuller also came to an understanding that the United States is ruled by powerful men behind the scenes. The USA is not run by its would-be democratic government. He wrote shortly before his death in 1983, nothing could be more pathetic than the role that has to be played by President of the United States, whose power is approximately zero. Nevertheless, the news media and most over 30 years of age USA citizens carry on as if the president has supreme power. And you'll hear this too. You'll hear people say the uh, most powerful man in the world and uh, claims like that. But you can look it up. You can look to see what powers the president does have. And it, it's true. There's very little power. It's really more like a standing puppet that we can point and blame things at and, um, I don't know, praise him and hope that he can change things to benefit us. President Franklin D. Roosevelt himself, closely connected to many of the prominent members of secret societies, once remarked, in politics, nothing happens by accident. It happens, you can bet it was, if it happens, you can bet it was planned that way. Another insider who confirmed that a, a plot was afoot was America's first Secretary of Defense, Jens, James Forrestal, who may have paid with his life for his forthrightness. Beginning in 1947, Forrestal voiced his concern that government leaders were consistently making concessions to the Soviets. He had amassed more than 3,000 pages of notes, which he told a friend would be turned into a book to expose the real motives of his superiors. These men are not incompetent or stupid. They are crafty and brilliant. Consistency has never been a mark of stupidity. If they were mere stupid, if they were merely stupid, they would occasionally make a mistake in our favor, he noted. Forrestal, who was privy to many secrets, he was listed as an original member of the super-secret group in charge of UFO issue according to the controversial MJ-12 documents, resigned his office at the request of President Truman on March 2, 1949. Two months later, 
again at the request of Truman, Forrester, Forrestal entered Bethesda Naval Hospital for a routine examination. A doctor assured him, assured his brother that Forrester was well, but refused to allow either the brother or the family priest to see him. On the day that his brother came to take him from the hospital, Forrestal's body was found on a lower floor of the hospital with a rope around his neck. Officials claim Forrestal had committed suicide, but many people both then and now disbelieve this verdict. His notes and diaries were taken and held by the government for more than a year before a sanitized version was finally released to the public. Now, just basing on the information that's given to us, it is quite possible that deaths can be faked. Um, so it, it really makes you think when you hear things like this, uh, if uh, we're really getting the big picture and uh, to try to analyze the details and the information objectively and try not to uh, put emotion or biases into it before uh, gathering the information. Uh, but you'll find that there's this happens quite a bit. Uh, although various officials claim Forrestal was insane at the time, his unbalanced state must be provoked and an ability to see into the future. Just before leaving for Bethesda, Forrester told a friend that the American soldiers would soon be dying in Korea. This statement came 15 months before the North Korean launched a surprise attack on the South. Another crazy man who voiced a pro pro prophetic version of war was Senator Joseph McCarthy, who mistook evidence of a worldwide conspiracy as support for his own prejudice against communism. McCarthy, who chased such misery in his misguided and zealous attack on communism, nevertheless was on track in his assessment of the conspiracy to promote war for profit. He charged he charged that the Yalta agreements in 1945 between Roosevelt, Churchill, and Stalin were behind the conflicts of the post-war world. The secret elements between these world leaders, among them the seeding and Eastern Europe to Stalin, the Middle East to Britain, and the Pacific and Southwest a a Southeast Asian region to America, were confirmed in the mid-1970s by the release of some of Churchill's papers and correspondence. On September 23, 1950, McCarthy stated, here at, uh, here at Yalta was signed the death warrant of, a of the young men who are dying today in the hills and valleys of Korea. Here was signed the death warrant of the young men who will die tomorrow in the jungles of Indochina, later called Vietnam. How can we account for our present present situation unless we believe that men high in government are concerting to deliver us to disaster. This must be the product of a great conspiracy, a conspiracy on the scale so immense as to dwarf any previous such venture into the history of man. McCarthy warned what can be made of this unspoken series of decisions and acts contributing to the strategy strategy of defeat they cannot be attributed to incompetence mccarthy moved on to inglorious and because he could not or would not look past the specter of a worldwide communist conspiracy fortunately over time it became possible to discredit his reckless and inflated accusation unfortunately the demise of mccarthyism left the secrets intact were all these people deluded conspiracy theorists, or did they all, in their own incomplete and limited way, try to reveal the secret agendas behind the facile history fed to the public? Commentators like Noam Chomsky and Gore Vidal have spoken out against the nation, national security state from the left. The Senator Barry Goldwater and evangelist Pat Robertson have spoken out from the right. Even mainstream centrists like commentator Bill, Bill Moyers and attorney Jerry Spencer have warned of the secret of a secret government. When historical figures along with concerned citizens from opposite ends of the political spectrum all say the same thing, it is time to start paying close attention to what's going on in the nation today. Authors David Wise and Thomas B. Rose, Ross wrote of such matters in the early 1960s in their book, The Invisible 
government, which which the CIA attempted to suppress. They want they warned that the secret government agencies had financial connections connections to foundations and universities and that they used American businesses as a cover for their operations in direct violation of their charters. More recently, these authors wrote, Nothing has happened to persuade us that the danger of an invisible government in an open society has in many ways diminished. In rule by secrecy will in rule by secrecy will be found new information and new ways to view history. An attempt will be made to tie together the loose ends of our collective knowledge to make sense of a long trail of a conspiratorial leads and evidence. There is no guarantee that all of the information presented here is absolute ground truth, but to get a grasp on truth requires a much, as much data as possible. Nothing would be dismissed out or dismissed out of hand. All information, no matter how seemingly outlandish or inconsequential, should be considered and evaluated. While there seem to be any number of secret societies, both political and religious, operating in the world, only those that appear to have greatest impact upon the public are considered here. Splinter sects and odd cults such as the Avengers, Beatty, Pauli, and the Order of the Peacock, Angel, Heaven's Gate, etc. only distract from researching the truth effective organizations. And I don't know about any of those. Uh, Heaven's Gate's the only one. I know that the um, uh, Haley's Comet was coming around um, when I was probably in the late 90s and they chose to uh, drink a cocktail. That's where the drinking the Kool-Aid comes from. Uh, so they all drank it. They dressed the same way. They wore the same Nikes. And they all uh, committed suicide together to uh, hopefully board a ship that was coming around in that comet. Uh, at this point, permit me to make one thing very clear. Nothing presented here is intended to intrude on anyone's religious beliefs. Freedom of religion is one of the greatest aspects of American life. Every person should be permitted to permitted the comfort of their own beliefs as long as those beliefs don't adversely impact on another person. But in researching history and the secret societies, one finds that religion and politics, particularly in the past, have been inextricably intertwined. To exclude religious matters would be a failure to tell half the story. This material must be intellectually considered. How it may fit into one's worldview should be determined by each reader depending upon their own religious views and level of intellectual sophistication. The immense wealth of information on secret societies, most of, most of it written long ago, is filled with names, dates, and events that are meaningless to the modern reader. Therefore, judicious editing and space limitations make this study somewhat cursory by necessity. It is my hope that just enough detail has been maintained to support this account of secret society activity while still providing ease of reading over a very complex and controversial subject. The secretive nature of these groups makes any attempt to discover actual proof of their methods and ultimate objectives very nearly impossible. Just like law enforcement agencies investigating organized crime, researchers often must look for patterns of behavior and personal links between people and organizations. While the evidence usually speaks for itself, guilty by association must be considered and avoided. All secret society members are not conspirators. The entire scope of various issues must be ex examined throughly with a watchful eye for subterfuge and deceit. Much historical information is incomplete or discounted by conventional chroniclers. What then are the subjects that link the Council on Foreign Relations and the Freemasons back to Egypt's Great Pyramids and beyond? Set preconceptions and conditions aside and join the attempt to uncover the history and the goals of those who rule by secrecy. So that's the end of the introduction. Rule by secrecy, Jim Mars, J-I-M-M-A-R-R-S. And um, I'm going to stop this one here. I'm going to try to keep these an hour long each. And uh, this one didn't get a, too difficult, um, but stay tuned for part two. Um, I'm, I'm going to label each one of these audios with the chapter and what subjects it is that it's covering. 
So if you find a subject that you find interesting, just jump to it uh, because it gets a little difficult on some parts. I know the next one's going to be a little rough uh, because I that was the main reason why I was trying to re-record. Uh, and there's tons and tons of names to say. So um, as, I, as I've said before, I'm not that great at reading. And uh, reading something like this is uh, quite challenging for me. So I'll do my best and hopefully you can endure it so that you can gain information from this book that I, I found very uh, um, helpful and very informative. Uh, it's also explained very well and all the different groups and, and claims kind of connect. So it's, it's uh, a very unique way of setting up this book. Uh, so stay tuned. This is part one, Rule by Secrecy by Jim Mars. I'll have another one up in a little bit. So robertlego.org is my website. And if you go to uh, TalkShoe, you'll find, uh, I believe, all my podcasts on there. Uh, and you'll find all the different parts to this audio series that I'm doing uh, for this book. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you can gain something from this. And I hope my reading is good enough for you to stay tuned, to stay listening and, and to follow it. So the next one, we will begin at part one, Modern Secret Societies. Uh, again, Roll by Secrecy, Jim Mars. I think it was uh, the 2000 when it was released. So thank you very much for making it this far. This concludes part one and stay tuned. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.